Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. If you enjoy this podcast, then please consider giving it a rating and leaving some feedback in your podcast directory of choice. And if you really enjoy it, then why not share it with a friend? After all, we could all do with a little bit more poetry in our lives. In this episode, I'll be exploring new research, which has found that the magnetic field generated by a tsunami can be detected before changes in sea level. Surging through the spray, swelling hands cast salty nets through unseen lines, stripes of shaded power that bulge and swing and sway, shearing swaths of surf, riling concentric fields that push and pull and stay, the strength of these convulsions riding afore each crest, pronouncing the spread of devastation that follows in their wake. This poem is inspired by recent research published in JGR Solid Earth, which has found that the magnetic field generated by a tsunami can be detected a few minutes earlier than changes in sea level and could thus improve early warning systems for such events. When a sudden displacement of a large volume of water occurs, or if the seafloor is suddenly raised or dropped by an earthquake, big tsunami waves can be formed. The waves travel out of the area of origin and can be extremely dangerous and damaging, reaching over 30 metres in height when they arrive at the shore. As such, it is extremely important to develop early warning systems to predict when these tsunamis will strike, so that people can be moved to safety. These early warning systems often utilise information from seismic data, sea level gauges and buoy stations to generate models that forecast tsunami arrival times and estimate coastal impacts. Given that tsunamis move seawater, which is conductive, through the Earth's geomagnetic field, they generate their own magnetic fields in the process, and researchers have predicted that this phenomenon could potentially be used as an early warning signal for the arrival of a tsunami. However, there has previously been no simultaneous measurements of a tsunami's magnetic field in sea level, which means that this hypothesis has remained unproven. In this new study, Researchers looked at simultaneous measurements of sea level change from seafloor pressure data and magnetic fields during two such events, the 2009 Samoa and 2010 Chile tsunamis. When the researchers compared the horizontal and vertical components of the tsunami magnetic field with sea level change, they found that both components can precisely predict tsunami sea level change. In fact, the tsunami-generated magnetic field is so sensitive that even a wave height of a few centimetres in height can be detected. How much earlier the magnetic field arrives depends on water depth, but in their results, the researchers found the early arrival time to be about one minute prior to sea level change in a water depth of approximately five kilometres. This relationship between magnetic fields and wave height can in turn be used to improve tsunami prediction models, thereby providing important data for disaster readiness and response teams. Now that you've heard the science, Let me read the poem to you again. Surging through the spray, swelling hands cast salty nets through unseen lines, stripes of shaded power that bulge and swing and sway, 
shearing swathes of surf, riling concentric fields that push and pull and stay. The strength of these convulsions riding afore each crest, pronouncing the spread of devastation that follows in their wake. In this section of the podcast, I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading The Great Tsunami by Michelle Wolfe. Michelle Wolfe is an American poet, teacher and editor who was born in Denville, New Jersey in 1954. Wolfe completed a Bachelor of Science in Public Communications at Boston University in 1976 and a Master of Science Journalism at Columbia University in 1978 beginning to write poetry seriously after winning a scholarship in non-fiction to attend the Breadloaf Writers' Conference. She has several collections of poetry, including Conversations During Sleep, published in 1998, and Immersion, published in 2011. A winner of the Anhinga Prize for Poetry, Wolf has also received an Anna Davidson Rosenberg Award and fellowships from, amongst others, Yaddo, the Edward F. Albee Foundation, and the Arts and Humanities Council of Montgomery County. Since 2002, she has taught at the Writers' Centre in Bethesda, Maryland. The Great Tsunami by Michelle Wolfe. She recognises its crest in the way he looks at her. The wave is as vast as the rolling mass in the Japanese print they had paused in front of at the museum, capped with ringlets of foam, all surging sinew. That little village along the shore would be totally lost. There is no escaping this. The wave is flooding his heart, and he is sending the flood her way. It rushes over her. Can you look at one face for the whole of a life? Does the moon peer down at the tides, and hunger for home? Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode, or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.